Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Episode 197 and happy holidays to everybody. We have a very special show for you today. Um, Joining us on the show today is the regular cast of characters, but with a twist. All right. So a month and a half ago, Thomas Vanek was pressing me to send him our logo. Send me the PDF of your logo. I don't even know what a PDF is. Send a PDF of your logo. You know, he wants to have something done. He wanted to have something made, right? So about a month ago, he sends out a a group chat to, we have a group chat going normally. And it's, you know, it's the five of us, Thomas, Craig, Gio, uh, myself, and Jeremy Roenick. Thomas sends a group chat to the four of us and he to excluding craig and says hey i made i had these shirts made and on the shirts is our after the whistle logo and it says after the whistle but then on top of it it has a saying a regular saying that craig says all the time when he's paying somebody a compliment exceptionally well exceptionally well so Thomas had these shirts made, these hoodies, beautiful hoodies, by the way. And Craig doesn't know about this. So Thomas, Jeremy, 
and Brian are all going to hop on here in a second. And then we're going to bring Craig on and show him these hoodies that Thomas had made for all of us and how he went and went behind the scenes to set all this up. So this is Thomas Vanix doing, and I hope it's ex executed uh, exceptionally well for everybody. But here we go. Let's go get the guys, and then we'll bring in Craig, and we'll have a little bit of fun. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Just so you know, I'm recording. I don't want any surprises. Joining the show, Brian Gianta, Thomas Vanek, and somewhere over there on the other side of the planet is Jeremy Roenick. He's he's connecting. What's up, boys? Thomas. He has no clue, eh? Like I was just on the phone with Craig. <laughs> I'm like, Geo's good for 9 30. Are you good? And he's sitting there in some grandpa sweater and his Atari shirt. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, I'm just searching for subtopics right now. I'm like, there are no topics. Woo! What do you think I was gonna forget? You had to send a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget this shit. What's up, Geo? What's up, bud? How are you guys doing? Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry baby. Christmas. Can't wait for it to be over. Fucking brutal. Yeah. See, I thought yeah. I was the only one feeling that way. Because no, I'm well, just sick my, of it. Yeah, my little guy still believes, so we got to, like, play that out. Once the kids are old enough, it changes everything. So What age does that there. stop? I don't know. He's 10 right now. He's fifth grade. It's yeah. a little past It's probably two. your last, last yeah. year, I bet. Yeah. 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 What's up, V? How you doing, babe? V. <laughs> v. Big boy. You guys traveling um, hey, at all or what? Um, I'm I'm going to Miami for uh, for New Year's. Nice. Next, next <laughs> Christmas. Look out! Look out! <laughs> <laughs> like, let's put a little bit more damage on this body. Like, just, come on, just a glutton for punishment. But Merry Christmas to, to you fellas. I know Craig's not here, but he would probably say that you guys make the show exceptionally well. Somehow he'd squeeze that in there. But seriously, thank you guys for all that you do, taking the time to come on with us. It definitely means a lot, that's for sure. And you guys have obviously grown quite a fan base with us. People love when you guys are on. So Best day of the week. For, at least for me, makes hump day. Make, makes hump day. Good start. I'm just amazed that you got this out in a minute. Ribs would have taken like 15 minutes for that one sentence right there. <laughs> <laughs> you would have gone into a five-minute backstory. Of why yeah, yeah. Wednesdays hey, are yeah. the perfect day. Am I the only one that notices this? I mean, it's like he just make the point, man. Just make the point. He's got to go. Look, I gotta, I gotta just say. He's gonna hear this too. I. Eh? He's gonna hear that we're shredding him, and I'm not deleting uh, any of this. Listen, that's how he is everyday <laughs> life. Like when we're talking youth hockey and shit, he's the exact same way. When we're at the rink. Hey, he's an emotional guy, man. He's he's a thought he's a thought filled. Um, he processes everything before it comes out of his mouth because he's afraid to get canceled. It's just basically <laughs> what it is. <laughs> well, you know what? He just texted me at. Uh, he just literally texted me right now. He said Zoom link Peckerhead because I left him off the the Zoom link invite because he would have seen all you guys on there. <laughs> That's so awesome. I, I completely forgot to invite him. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here saying, where the fuck is this guy? But he also sent me a, uh, a he has a, a topic. It says, Yossi becomes Predators all-time leading scorer and win against Blackhawks. There you go. There's a barn burner topic for today. I'm going to go get the, uh, I'm going to go get the exceptionally well guy here. Here he is. By the way, okay. Thomas, unbelievable hoodies, man. Nice and comfy. Yeah, unbelievable yeah, hoodies. 
Like yeah, they are awesome. You did not. Awesome. You did not uh, cheap out. They're very good one. Comfy. Oh my god! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Rip. You guys are the greatest, man. You know what, man? I expect this from you, led by, <laughs> led by the greatest guy in the world, Andrew Peters. But uh, for those who cannot see what's going on right now, don't worry, Craig. We've already explained. I did. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hence well, you're me texting. talking to you 30 minutes ago, and you're like, "You're ready? You're ready?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm ready." I'm sitting here for 25 minutes. Well, we That's just had right. to bash. We just had to bash PD for a little bit before you got on. So don't worry, Craig. It's not like it was all about you when you got on. I got absolutely. I got verbally abused by a yeah. couple of these. And we guys. left you. We we left you off purposely to save PD just an extra bashing of. So who got those sweaters, uh, sweat tops, uh, done? Well, that's, that's where all this starts. Okay. That's coming from Vanner. This seems like a Vanner thing for sure. Like, am I right? Or am I just (laughs) answer? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it. Like everybody who's listening to this podcast, you have to understand what you're dealing with. You get the Thomas Bannock (laughs) that stands in front of the media and scores tons of goals. But he is the biggest prankster that behind the scenes. Uh, I love it. I love it. This is awesome. <laughs> Would you like to know how all this came about, Craig? Please. Yeah. Explain. On November 8th, Jeremy Roenick, Brian Gianta, and Andrew Peters received a group text message from Thomas Vanek. It was at 3.44 p.m. And it said, and it looked like this, a picture of the hoodie. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, hope you guys are well. Came up with this hoodie because we all know how much Rivs likes to use exceptionally well on the pod. Text me your addresses and what size you want. Once everyone receives the hoodie, producer Petey will coordinate a pod with all of us on it and have Rivs join in. I wrote exception, haha, exceptionally well. Jail, I love it. Geo, haha, let's go. Size and address, please. I'll tweet the addresses out later. And uh, double L, double XL for the big guy, right? Hey, yeah, you we got you a double up. XL, Craig. Don't worry. No, I said for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, my mom, my mom and dad just showed up yesterday for Christmas, so I'm super, super excited. Okay, it's awesome. been it's been a real long time that uh, that they've been able to get down here, but um. My mom, uh, I was talking with my mom last night. Uh, and uh, my mom said, uh, you lost weight. And I was she's like, trying yes. To be nice. yes, I am. She's trying to be weight. nice. Well, she knows no, you're stressed that's out not... with all the minor hockey, Very weather good. and travel and shit. No, I feel pretty good, boys. I've been, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, my... I'm with you. Rib, I'm I've with been... you. I just, went, I just went 12 days without drinking. I came home from my trip to Chicago and, and, and Tracy goes, oh, my God, you lost weight. And I went. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did that. I did that little cleanup thing. Uh, you know, I, I, it, for no reason whatsoever, it just, I felt like, um, I felt I had a, I had a poker night with, uh, with a bunch of buddies, um, you know, came home, you know, half corked or double half corked. And, uh, I was just like, you know, the next day I was like, you know what, this is, this is a good time to clean things up. And I went for no, no length. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. I, I went for two months and you could just feel, you know, oh, yeah. the, the pounds dropping off. Uh, I drank a ton of water, which I really, you, you don't realize 
how how little water you drink until until you until it you you get it into your brain. So, but, but was, uh, was this on your topic list today? <laughs> Let's hear the rest of the list before it's it's what is it? Uh, the Sabres game has been postponed. If no one knows, there's no. Game oh, are they? Night. Is it postponed, Gio? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you knew that. Burkoff. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going with this today yeah, with you guys because fun show. Apparently, it's a health show too, so we're it's, going. Well, the yeah. the problem is Craig. Craig's not prepared at all, so so he can't. Craig can't even have a conversation if it hasn't been. I'm always prepared. I'm always doing numbers. I'm always Looks like he's I got always do my sabers lines on there or something. No, 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 no. These are numbers, Van. No. no lines today. <laughs> lines are on the next page if you want to do that, but. Petey knows me. I, I literally, I like to do research. I like to do statistics. I like to kind of, you know. We've already talked about that about you, um, how how prepared you are and how absolutely you have to, that just you have to think about everything before it comes out of your mouth to make sure it's right and to make sure you don't get canceled. So that's, that, that's the rib in a nutshell. Well, Gio told me that that time you guys went for dinner, to that place in Clarence, he said you texted him like an hour before and like, give me some topics for dinner talk conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Did a little note card, what we were supposed to talk hey, about with the wild. Geo screenshots, it says oh it to me. He's like, God. what the fuck, man? He's like, this guy actually wants topics for dinner conversation. Rivs, are you the guy when you go to a restaurant, you look up the menu at home so you know ahead of time what you're going to order? He's writing it down. I don't oh, know what happened. I good. do not know what happened today, but <laughs> this is like the Rive roast, which I'm okay with. It's I'm okay, okay with. I, are you one of those guys that start a conversation with the weather every 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 dinner? God, what a beautiful day it was. Today. Well, I'll say this again: a uh, big storm coming into Buff, and I've got the a Sabres game canceled. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Petey, you sit there and you laugh your head off, but I've got a member of my family who's not back yet, who is writing an exam, okay? My my oldest daughter's writing an exam, and you tell me if I'm supposed to feel a little nervous. Um, she's writing on the, she's writing tonight, okay? At seven o'clock, it is the last exam that the college is putting up. It's the last exam. Every All her friends, all the people that she's living with are all gone. Now, the weather is supposed to get really, really bad, okay, up in Ontario. There's going to be an epic storm that's going to go through Toronto area. She's in London. She's She was supposed to drive home on the 23rd, but it is supposed to be blizzard, epic storm so she wants to drive home at nine o'clock at night when it's going to be raining and 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 slush rain and i don't like that you know what i would do riz yes i would already be on the road i'd pick her ass up and bring her home that's well, what i would do she has well, right apparently after, that's that is right after going discussion in the family i don't like you know she's a good driver but i don't like the idea of her driving at night with all that weather so well, i have I have, a, I have an ohl solution okay we're the only two ohl guys on here by the way uh that would be skip the exam but school doesn't matter 
especially uh, nowadays. Yeah. Well, nowadays, you can you can make it up anyways and probably get bonus points later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my very, kids in high school. Dreamy. They come home. They go high school, middle. I got a high school and middle school. They come home and they're like, I'm like, what'd you get on a test? They're like, it's a B, but it's all right, Dad. I can make it up next week again. I'm like, you can do what? Like, yeah, oh yeah, I can retake the test again. I'm like, stuff. What is this? Yeah. It's crazy. I th- I'm sure that you guys that are on here, I know Petey's going to kind of totally understand what I'm talking about. But uh, when I when we went away to junior hockey, you're you're leaving your family and you're leaving your parents that are standing over top of you, making sure things are getting done homework wise, this, that, and the other. I was telling my son the other day who, who um, surprisingly gets everything from his mother, but does exceptionally well in school. And he, he ended up, his mark well, we ended up dropping. <laughs> right. Petey, I, I've talked about this with talking you though. about the exceptionally well. That's the only thing I heard. Okay. Um, but uh his his mark went from a 97 to a 93. I haven't had a mark in high school. Like literally, I never saw a, an 80. Okay. I'm talking like everything was well below that. And I'm sitting there giving my son shit that it went from a 97 to a 93 in one test. And then you could see that it was it was bothering a little bit. So I kind of said, listen, I said, uh, when I went to high school and I was playing for the Kingston Frontenacs in the OHL, you had four semesters, okay? And in those semesters, there's three months in one semester. So in the three months, if so you, you went to miss, school for what? You went to school all year round? Nah, he's a, num- he's a numbers on. guy, Van. So he's a numbers been, guy. There you go. Hashtag OHL. Two months or two and a half months, okay? By, by the way, you just you, – you, you, you just uh, – you just validated validated your, my OHL your, your, uh, education. Your eighties, <laughs> your eighties yeah. marks. Okay, so listen, I tell my son, I literally had to go at lunch to get. I had forty nine in every class, and pass back pass here in the states is like a sixty five or seventy. Pass back there is fifty. And I'm sitting there. I, you could miss if you miss over twenty five. Is, is that why? You, is that why your jersey number is fifty two? Because there that, you go. Because it's because high school you just, average. You just yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, I That's hate to awesome. say it, but it was. I didn't go to class. I mean, every every OHL, the whole environment. Now things have changed tremendously, college wise and in the OHL and the way they deal with. But back when I went, I mean, I missed. If you missed 25 days in a semester, you automatically failed the class. I had 24 days missed in every class. That's just the way it was. It, I, I'm not proud of it, but that's what, maybe why I'm a little bit more uh, cognizant of what's going on around me with my with my well, kids' marks. Before I ask the college guys there, JR, was, was uh, the cue like that? What was the cue like for education back when you played? It was the same. We had half the guys that went to school and half the guys that just was supposed to go to school but didn't. Um, yeah, it's it was just optional. But the fact that the fact that Riv just used the word cognizant knows that he learned something in school. So that was he must have got an eighty in 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 English because that was a pretty good word to throw out right there. I did but, not. No, you know. You what know what happened? my best His marks wife, were? 
what Blake I had used that word and he had to look it up in the dictionary to see what it was. <laughs> I just heard it the other day. Here's the thing. I, I took summer school. Okay. I took summer school. Not because I failed. Not because I failed. Because I I wanted to get ahead on the tough subjects, the math and the science and the English. So I would take those in the summertime. So when I went to Kingston, I had a really easy workload. Like, I mean, one of my classes was working out like a, a class was working out. Sounds familiar. 50, 52 in that one too. <laughs> Hundy. <laughs> Hundy. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Uh, Banner, Geo, either one of you can go first. What Like was school like that? I, I always see the OHL guys always have this view that college guys would go and take basket weaving and all that other stuff just to get their grades. That's what we, I'm not saying that's what happened to you guys. I'm just saying that's what the assumption what, for sure. That's what the assumption was that, that the athletes at these universities were just handed their grades just for, just to be on. I the think team. a different sports, Petey. I think football was like that. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'm sure for the big schools, the football and basketball, but I think hockey, you were just a regular student who had to have, um, you know, over, I think, yeah. I think at Minnesota was two, you had to have a 2.5 GPA to be eligible even. But as far as school work, I, my two years at school, I never had a professor who was handing out grades. You had to do the work. I think the only thing they were maybe lenient if you're going on a road trip and, and you leave on a Wednesday and something was due on a, a, a Friday or something, they let you turn it in on Monday. That's about it. Yeah, it was roughly the same at BC. It wasn't much different. Like, we didn't get any handouts. There's a network of teachers that were friendly to the program in the sense, like Vanner said, right? Like, some some professors would be like two or three missed classes, you automatically fail. So they would allow you to have those absences because of the the games and whatnot. But... You didn't get a free grade. You had to go. You had to do some work. You guys you are telling me, Geo Van, that your professors, a nice three-goal game the other night against uh, Minnesota State, Thomas. Hey, hey Brian, nice uh, three-goal game against BU the other night. Here's a here's a, an A on, your, on the test you missed. I bet more than half my professors were not even American. They were from like a different country so I, I don't even think they knew what hockey was so no they, they didn't care now how much help is there in in uh in college like if you if you had if you had certain players on the team that were taking certain certain courses that they were struggling with how much help do you get from these from these universities just in the hockey program each school is different but like some schools mandate like a study, like a night study session, right? Like a couple hour study hall at night for just the the hockey guys. At BC, we didn't have that. If you had issues, you could get a tutor. So they had tutoring people that you could go to the department that would help you out. But how often? BC was on their own I, until I mean, you I, failed. I know. I know at BC, at BC, they give syllabuses like they're like that thick, which I found out in the first five minutes. So I left school. <laughs> that was it. That was it. So I didn't, I didn't, there was no help for me. I, I left my books <clears throat> sitting in the classroom and walked right out five minutes in, into my freshman year of college. So Wait, I what, even... what, you were enrolled at BC? Yep. Yeah. I was actually there for 
for Saturday and Sunday and five minutes of my first class on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and literally got the syllabus as soon as I sat down in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a class, in, a, in, a, in an uh, amphitheater class of about 50 people, and they pass out a syllabus. I swear to God, guys, it was this thick. And I didn't know what the syllabus was. I looked at the girl next to me and go, "We're not like what? What's the syllabus? We're, we're not getting <laughs> tested the first day, are we?" And she goes, "No, it's a requirement for the class." And it just came on my desk, and I said, "Nope, not for me." And I just stood up and walked right out of the class. I went across the quad to payphone, put a quarter to payphone, called my agent, and said, "Hey, have you talked to Chicago? Have they offered more than ninety-five thousand dollars, which they were offering me all summer?" And I said, "No." They said, no, still for 95. I said, I'm taking it. I'm let, let, I'm signing. Let's go play in Chicago. He goes, Jeremy, we have said no to this contract all summer. I said, I didn't know what a syllabus was all summer. 95,000 sounds great to me. I'm out of here. And I left. And I left five minutes in the, in this, in the school. Because I took summer classes that summer, too. I was actually accelerated out of high school. So after my junior year, I took four classes at, at BC, which I did pass unbelievably to some help of some other people but um and then yeah five minutes into my first class geo so i didn't get to experience the great the great the great bc like i should have so have you graduated geo vanner yeah i did i'm not i'm still that was an honorary honorary so listen vanner you have the same education i do how was that (laughs) you haven't graduated shit well, you but you have higher education because you went to school for twelve months. I usually only went for like eight and a half. Yes, nine. I was getting ahead. Buddy. <laughs> I was getting ahead. I finished. I finished early. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so I'll how graduate. Many, are, one do of you these plan days. on getting it, Vanner? Is that something that that? Uh... Yeah. So at Minnesota, you need one hundred twenty credits. So it's usually thirty credits per year, and um, about forty-two away. So I've been kind of chipping away over the years. So I'll get there eventually. Is it something that can be purchased it. with a donation to the school? I tried that. No, they said it <laughs> didn't, wasn't going to help. No, you can't. You you couldn't pay me enough money to go and try to get my college degree. Couldn't well, here the only good thing that happened because of COVID is that. Your last 25 credits, typically in the past, you have to go on campus and go to school. And because of um, COVID, now everything is online. So you don't have to go on campus anymore, which helps. What's what's COVID? It's it's like the flu. Okay, yeah. I heard yeah. something about that. Yeah, yeah I heard <laughs> something about that. Oh, God, don't. Let's yeah. not go down that path right now. Craig, stop, stop. <laughs> Craig, stop. I want to ask you guys all a question, okay? And it's this is fascinating. I love talking about the education stuff with you guys. Start with you, Jeremy. What would you have done if hockey didn't work out? What were you going to do? You know, everybody's at. I've 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 been asked this question a whole time, right? And I I literally just like everything, mostly in my life. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I become just a blank in my brain. I don't, I really don't know. I probably would have played some sport because I I played baseball, played football, played golf. I I would have tried to have made it in another sport. but I, I don't know. I really, I, I'm, I wasn't going to be a lawyer because I hate to read. So that wasn't going to happen. Um, I wasn't smart enough to do that. I, I would have to be something that's maybe, maybe be an agent. I probably would have been a sports agent, to tell you the truth. But I don't know. I, I think it was just one, 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 one lane or die for me. Gio, what about you? Yeah, I had no backup plans. I don't know what it would have been. I mean, like like Jeremy said, like it's asked a ton of us, but like you don't ever have that in your mind what you're going to do. Like you just are narrowly focused on what you want to do. And even now, shit, like you're retired and everyone's like, what do you want to do? I, I don't know. I'm I think content. that's what we, I think, you know I what think, mean. Like I think, we just never had to think about it. We're lucky to never have to go through the process of trying to figure out what the hell we needed or wanted Gio, to do. Gio, don't you think that that's probably why we made it to where we did in our profession is because that is all we thought about. There was no yeah. distractions. hundred percent. Like you were other you, people like all over the place. Maybe I want to do this. Maybe, and they never put all their efforts into one thing and just go, go for it and say, fuck it. It's, this is my, this is my destiny and that's it for sure. I mean, that's what we, it's what we thought about nonstop. That's what we built our day around. That's so what let me we, ask you like, this. When you, let, when let him, you let say finish, what huh? we thought about, no, we're good. are you thinking about this? I want to be a professional hockey player and play in the NHL. Is, hey, was that hey, your Riff, thought? No, Riff, I just wanted Riff. to play hockey every day. Like I just yeah. wanted to be playing. Riv, I, fa- I failed English because all I did in, in English class was practice my autograph. like i just signed i I had i had sheets of paper my notebook was all signatures all different signatures all down it down it like honest i wish i i wish i kept that now because it's just literally i had pages and pages of of figuring out what my autograph is going to look like and is your autograph is your autograph now the same as what it was on one of those pages or has it changed yes no it's it's pretty close yeah yeah it's pretty close eh? yeah it's pretty close banner what about what about you what were you gonna do no idea no idea i mean i i I moved to canada at 14 moved to the s at 15 that's when i learned about what college hockey is what college is i had no idea growing up like that was never a goal of mine and I don't know. I just went year by year, kind of like I do now. Now it's more of a day by day. So, but at the same time, I don't think it's just for us hockey guys. I went with plenty of guys to school and college who, you know, made friends who didn't play hockey. They had no idea what they want to do. I think it's something you figure out. I mean, I had so many buddies who graduated in, in, in sports management and marketing, and they end up in, in the finance industry. I think it's whatever 
who you meet in your lifetime and that this is what you're going to do. So I don't know. I think I'm sure would have figured out something if hockey wouldn't have worked out, but I, it's not like I grew up and wanted to be a firefighter or something. I didn't have dreams like that. I wanted to be a hockey player. And if that didn't work, then I'm sure I would have figured out something else. River, what yeah, about you? Know you? What? It's, it's, but you know what? Before, before Riv starts, it's, it's almost work. We do that in the beginning and then we do that after our careers, right? Like what, we have to make a decision, the same decision, what we do after, after we play, obviously money is a little bit different, but still like to decide what you're going to do afterwards in terms of, of, of a career or to keep yourself busy or to keep yourself sharp. It's a tough thing to have to decide. It's, it's not easy. And a lot of people fail at it, which unfortunately they end up like some of our friends um, in dire straits. It's terrible. Well, ahead, I think, yeah, yeah. Well, Rips, I, I was for me. I, I Keep definitely under five minutes here, though. I definitely know what I w- would would have done. It's it's almost a hundred percent. My dad was a firefighter for thirty four years. Um, when I was a young kid, I would go up with my dad, or even you know, when we had one car in the family, my mom would have to go and pick up my dad because my dad usually walked home. You know, like. And we would go and pick them up and I would be able to go into the station and see the guys and be around the guys. And you realized really like, even when I was older, okay. Even when I'm older, that it is the ultimate team. This is is a team. These guys are not, they just don't go to work and then go home. And these guys are a really tight team. And I remember being there from the time I was really, really young, like very, very young and all the way up to when my dad retired. And, uh, if I, if I would have never played hockey, it was 100%. I would have wanted to be a be a firefighter because I got to see the environment and, you know, the trucks and what they did. And it, it was an absolute no-brainer for me. That's something that um, I would have would have loved to do. An, an honor, honorable job, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, listen. Job, I mean, it, it's not even about the honorable job, you know, like a, a police officer or a firefighter. It's more. I grew up playing hockey. We all grew up, and in the game of hockey, you have a team that you play with players and teammates for many years and build bonds and friendships. And I found throughout my years, many years going up to see my dad, even when I was like playing in the NHL, I would be able to go up and see my, when I was home in the summertime, I would just drive there and just stop off at at the station that he was at and walk in there. And, you know, you got all these, these men that are just like, oh yeah, because they're all watching the game and they're all staying up on my career. Anybody else? Anybody else in your family do it, Riv, or just your dad? Just my dad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. I can't, it would be a hundred percent that I would have. I would have liked to be a firefighter for sure. It's amazing, Riv. The I would have picked. Guys. I would have picked teacher for Rivs, but firefighter well, would have been a good one. It's amazing. I, le- I left the teaching up to my brother. Okay, Petey. The OHL guys are the only ones that had a backup plan, eh, Riv? Because I had a backup plan. <laughs> I said, I shit you not. This is absolutely, this was my backup plan. 
from the time I was 15 and moved away from home, I'm like, well, if hockey doesn't work out, have you guys ever seen the movie Cocktail? I know you have. Of course. One of the yeah, greatest of movies of You're all time. you be a bartender? I was going to, I swear to God, I was going to find some tropical place and go and be a bartender on a beach somewhere. I shit you not. I swear, I swear to God, that was my, that was my plan. Cocktails and dreams? Cocktails and dreams somewhere? Well, I, I, listen. Give it to me, Petey. You would have been pretty good at it too, Petey. I'm not going to lie. Like, you suck people in and like, you would have, you know. You would you would have known their life story, like Petey. Give it to us. Connected. You want tell us what tell us what you're all about. Here's the stage for Andrew Peters in his first day in Jamaica, tropical island. Hit us. (laughs) That's a that's a that's a hell of a backup plan. Living off of tips for the last year. No, 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 no. It was the rich (laughs) single woman that was going to bring me back to Manhattan. (laughs) ah <laughs> uh, that's so good it was that's listen so man good. i think i would have been a great a great sidekick to a sugar mama man i really i really would have i would have been able to like brian flanagan just like brian flanagan he had he had the opportunity of a lifetime if he just didn't have that dream ahead of him to have, have you know i would just, have loved i would love to see that picture a young 24 year old Andrew Peters right next to a 67-year-old saggy, white-haired um, sugar mama that's taking you home, and you're just happy as a clam. Happy she has as a good a clam. personality. I'm fine. All I, <laughs> all I need is a, is a good personality. You have yeah, a great cause, conversation. Because God, God knows you like the conversation. You have a good maybe conversation. She has a, maybe she has a 28-year-old daughter. I don't know. <laughs> God, you know what? Your 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 NHL career screwed up your life, big time. <laughs> I actually, I kind of, I well, I I have to preface this with I wouldn't change anything because I have my son and he is literally everything. But I mean, if I could still have my son and be twenty four and head to the cocktails and dreams beach over somewhere somewhere tropical, well, sign me up. Just not with <laughs> just just not with the sixty seven year old. All right, that's. Oh. Yeah, well, so that, that was—I swear—I'm not kidding you. That was—that was my—that was, my, was my backup plan for a little while, Thomas. For a little while, you know. That was good. That's Linen a good one. shirts that's, and and Bahama shorts, boys. Come on. That's a good one. That's a good one. Craig, I think you that's wanted the poem, didn't you? Yeah, give I was a, waiting. Give for me the poem. a little taste of of what you would be saying at this tropical island bar. Uh <laughs> Welcome to the bar. Can I get you a drink? <laughs> would have, Petey would have been in his in his speedos, tarps off. Oh yeah, just his, jacked. His, yeah, his 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 shirt unbuttoned right down to right down to his to his belly button for sure. Chest out. Short shorts too, boys. Short like shorts. short shorts. Talking long hair. Short. Spin, spin in the shaker. Spinning the spinning the shaker on his hand, trying to impress as much as he can. Yeah, really tight shorts, really tight shorts with a sock with a sock in them, <laughs> for sure. I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking off something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach, the schnapps made from peach, the velvet hammer, the Alabama, Alabama slammer. I make drinks with juice and froth, the pink squirrel, the three-toed sloth. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy, the iced tea, 
the kamikaze, the, kamikaze. the orgasm, the Ooh. death spasm. Uh, what's the rest of it? Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty the good. Singapore really good. sling, the ding-a-ling. ding-a-ling. America, you've been devoted to every flavor I've got. And if you now want to get up, loaded, now pull up. Now, now pull up to the bar and order a shot. That's, that's right. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's done good. that one a few well times done. at a few team parties. Yeah, a few team parties. A few I pulled. Times. Banner, do you remember <laughs> Petey Banner getting up Banner on the uh, on the table at our at our Halloween party? That was every party. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> it. <laughs> well, why do you think I quit drinking, Thomas? <laughs> I, I didn't see anything wrong with that. I was amazed that you recited that entire thing with with pure like excellence in every sense of the word. You even look like Tom Cruise, black hair up on it was unbelievable. JR, that was a Halloween party that white, I went. I white went with down white, shirt a white button down shirt, tidy whiteies and tube socks with uh, Ray Bands. And I went as uh, Tom Cruise from Risky Business. So good. <laughs> hey, all the wives, all too. the wives, just sitting there salivating over Petey up on the up on the uh, table is awesome. I don't know about that, but anyway, that we talk about backup plans, boys. That was my backup plan. Sorry, it doesn't live up to your expectations, Thomas. But fuck, hey, who knows? You... I might have been there down there with you. Well, you would have been on hey, vacation you... while you were making on while you were on your fifty million dollar deal. <laughs> Hey, listen, I don't know if Petey, obviously, whatever kind of list that you had that you wanted to talk about today has totally been thrown out, out, you know, out the shitter. But I was watching, I was watching, I was watching NHL Network the other day, which is a very rare, rare thing for me. I don't know what came over me. They were doing the top, the top five teams that, you know, that, uh, that, um, that they were showing. I think who was on the show? I think Jackie was on the show. Uh, Dano was on the show and EJ, the three of them, and they were doing each of their five. And Jackie, on the top five players, her number one most exciting player that she put, she put Connor McDavid number two. Who do you think she put as number one most exciting player to watch in the National Hockey League? The Hart Trophy, number one candidate for the Hart Trophy this year. Which is? Anyone else want to take a guess? Tage Craig Thompson. Tage Thompson was her number one most exciting player to watch in the National Hockey League. And I kind of looked at it and I'm like, I don't know if I can disagree with that. My son went to see Buffalo play Phoenix the other day, said that Tage Thompson was one of the most fun players he has ever watched in a game. Is he that, is he that good when you watch him every single night? Because that, that's a, those are big words from you know, from Jackie, from my son. Yeah. I mean, does awesome. that, does that happen? Does that happen because he only saw him one time, you know, like he's, he sees the teams that are out East come in and you see the player for the one maybe, time. Maybe, maybe I would but agree I think with it though. Yeah. I think in the, in the 20, but here's what we're talking about. Not his career. This is only a 28 game sample. And in those 28 games or 29 games, whatever they're in, he's definitely the most exciting. I mean, he's got 20, what, six goals. And I bet 20 of them are just fun to watch goals, not like shitty tips like yeah. I did. Just the one timers, the skill, the stops and starts. I mean, it's, it's, and well, you can go through so and far for sure. His top five goals 
this year, his top five best goals, you could put those five goals against any player, whether it's Jason Robertson wow. from Dallas, whether it's from Dreisaitl, whether it's from Connor McDavid. Tage Thompson's top five goals are jaw-dropping. They're like, holy shit balls! How does a six foot seven, gangly, tall guy do I this? I can't and believe then- he's that big. I can't believe he's that big. I can't believe he's that big. He skates and he is really and he well. Is that that nimble and that creative. And that's what my son said. My son said he was. You cannot help but be absolutely drawn into watching him when he comes on the ice. It's like automatic as soon as he gets on the ice and what he does at such a big guy. Well, I mean, why, why are we finding awesome. this so hard to believe? Is it because, because he because, had such because a of tough what, because start of to what, his career? What, what Thomas, because what Thomas just said, he literally, and that he made an awesome point. Like through the first 28 games, he's exploded and has come and, and he has reached a, a confidence level where he is doing things that probably he doesn't even believe he'd be able ever be able to do. And, and is he going to be able to keep it up? I hope so. But the fact that he's been able to have this fast of an explosion where people notice, and now they're talking about him on NHL network as being the most exciting player in 28 games, but that's hard thing to do. Who's the last player that we've seen that's been in this situation? Because the reason why you're talking about him, because it's unbelievable. If we were to sit there and talk about Dreisaitl or McDavid, the number one and number two players in the league right now, points wise, none of this would raise an eyebrow. It's just boring. Well, I these think guys are have been there. But that's what makes it hard for Thompson compared to those guys like McDavid, Crosby. Those guys have had that pressure since they've been twelve years old. This is new for Thompson, right? Like this breakout is new, and so how does he handle it? How does he keep his his level at that level. And so everyone's expecting him to drop off. They're not expecting McDavid or Crosby to drop off. Yeah. But they look at Thompson like, oh, he's a one hit wonder. When's it going to end for him? Okay. Well, I'm, well, he, he does, he does have, he does have, and, and on top of that, McDavid has dry saddle, dry saddle has McDavid. They have done it for a few years. I mean, we've talked about the, the, the support system in Buffalo. I mean, Cage Tom. I mean, Crosby has Malkin. Crosby has Genzel. You know, whoever the case may be, is Tage Thompson doing this more because of his own talent? Because I, I don't. It's pretty unbelievable, and he's getting this conversation on a team that has not made the playoffs over the last some odd years, right? Okay, so eleven again. Am Am I wrong for being concerned for one thing, and that is? I don't want him to blow the entire wad this year because if he goes out and gets 120 points this year, are people going to be expecting that of him each and every year? Like Connor McDavid goes out and I say yeah. he had 120 points last year. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, if he why, had 150. Why, 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 but why can't you expect that? That's my point. That's, That's my point that why are you having that thought when you don't have that thought with the other guys? Like, why do you think of Thompson that way? That it's just I guess the because Drysaitel was break. number three overall, and he dominated the 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 WHL with hundreds of points. Uh, McDavid has been a generational talent, titled that for since the time he was you know fresh out of the womb, and he's lived up to expectations all the way through. Tage Thompson wasn't what was he a twenty? Was he twenty something overall? Eighteen overall? Something yeah, like that? Something 20. like that? Yeah. And you know, it's like you don't normally expect those players to have these types of seasons. I'm not saying it can't happen. Um, 
So I guess maybe it's it for me it's it's more expected from those guys because they've been doing it. You know, I think and, what it shows. I think what it shows is that what happens when a coach and an organization has a belief in a player, right? Like what that confidence can do for someone to go out and just be yourself and play your game, right? Like they're allowing him to be who he is, and he's taking it to the next level because he has the trust of Granado and the organization saying, you're our guy. Okay, so you t- you exploded and scored 48, right, Gio? What did you have the yeah. year before? Uh, Mid-20s, probably. Okay, so did you start the season the same way you finished the year before and then slowly get more and more and more? Like, Or what st- was the difference? Well, there's a bunch of differences, right? Like it was coming of age one, two. It, that was the year after the lockout. Everything opened up, right? So I think on the 48, I think I had 20 plus on the power play. So that's when they started the clutching and grabbing, calling more penalties. So you're in a position to score. You're on the first power play. Um, no, the same trajectory. I started out hot right away. Like you just had a confidence coming out of camp and things started to snowball and you're playing well and things are going in, you're staying healthy. You're not fighting things. Um, it's just one of those years that kind of came together that way. Right. Like you had another year where you scored 30 and 60, but it just didn't have the same feel for that type of year you know what I mean it's just it is it is crazy though isn't it Gio how your you, confidence like if you if you start off really well and you it's almost like a sense of relief where you don't have to you know like wh- you who was it? Play. like 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 Brock Besser this year didn't score a goal until it's like his 18th game of the year like you imagine the pressure of of, of what you're feeling and how you're pressing if you start off on fire the confidence level and the, the lack of stress and the lack that you that you press and and stress just yeah, makes you, you play so much better. So yeah. in that case, right, like Besser goes that long, okay, he scores for the next 10 games consistently. In the back of his mind, he still has like, oh, shit, what happens? He starts to – he doesn't score for one or two or three games. He's like, oh, shit, I'm back in that rut. Where you yep. start out hot, you're like, yeah, one or two games, I got it. I'll be back. Like you just don't yep. have those – I don't want to call it self-doubt. It's not that, but it's the confidence is a huge thing. How you get it, where you get it from is hard to explain, but like having it, the feel of it is just certainly snowballs yeah. you in the right direction. And, another great example. Hey, uh, Riv, Riv, I know because you're the you're the, the computer guy, tech guy, I mean, a numbers guy. Uh, T- Timo Meyer for San Jose. How many goals does he have? This year? Yeah. Do you have your computer in front of you? Come on. I, uh, I do. I would probably say he's probably around 15, but I don't, I don't. Table Myers, another guy. So we're just talking about confidence, right? And he didn't score for 17 goals in 34 games, 17. And he didn't score and he didn't score for his first 14 or 15 games. Yeah. So it's just amazing when you do get on that, on that run. Because Van, didn't you start your rookie year or second year with no goals in the first 15 or 16 games? Rookie year, yep. That was fun. Got a Greyhound bus ticket in my stall pretty much every other day from Lindy. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. So, I think it took me 16 games to score my first And goal. you're serious when you when you are saying that? Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. And that's, I mean, that happened in year four as well, and maybe five even. So, but no, I, back to the original point of Tage, I don't see him slowing down. Because I mentioned to you guys the other day when we when I was on the pod, 
look at the amount the what the 50th guy in the NHL right now is a point per game guy. We have never seen that before. And it shows you the NHL is just faster, quicker, more skilled. But you have defensemen who are 5'8 and they skate and whatever. Like he he's he's gonna get a scoring chances every night unless the NHL changes after Christmas break and a bunch of guys are six four, six six sign. There's I mean, he should be getting chances. I mean, his goal the other night in Vegas where he stops up and Vegas had two guys sliding by, the one guy just stopped there. Like I couldn't believe no one came from behind and just killed him. Like he literally scored that goal and stood there for about four seconds and then just picked the corner. So the points per game that these guys are on is because of the, the game is just skilled fast, but so not. Van, you're so Van, your top top five top five most exciting players in the game right now. Could you rattle them off? And uh, to you? Yeah, I, I I would have Tage. Not in no particular order. Thompson, McDavid. I love watching Drysidle. I think that Robertson kid in Dallas is unbelievable. And then I would probably put in Kaprizov in Minnesota because Kaprizov is another guy. I don't think they talk about him much because one. of this market, but he's a guy who drives this team. It's and the way he skates makes other players around him better. He is unbelievable. It's a great, great call right there. Kaprizov. He plays every every shift the same. Yeah. Have you noticed? He plays every shift the same. How about you? How about you, P- Petey? You know, I wouldn't have. I think the same as Thomas, but minus Kaprizov. And and you're going to put in Crosby. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak on my behalf? Go ahead. But yeah, I wouldn't put in Sidney Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Drysaddle, Drysaddle. I love watching that guy play. Thomas, he he has forty two points in thirty two games. He has eighteen goals. He's thirty thirty five. Yes, I'm putting Sidney Crosby in there. <laughs> he's the greatest of all time. I love Crosby. Yeah. I don't know that he's ex- like he he's not doing what the other guys are doing. Like he's just for me, just steady, good, plays hard, like exciting. I don't know if I throw him in that exciting. Category. Fine, I'll go with the Bartlett hockey guy, greatest agency in sports, and I'll say Cal McCarr. Cal McCarr. Cal McCarr. Yeah, yeah, he'd be up there. He'd be up there for me. I mean, now what are you okay. talking about? Here he does. Go, he does. He does things. He does things in games that just you, you don't even expect he's going to do, and the smoothness that he does it, and the ease that he does it, and his his footwork and his. His passing ability, like he's, but is there any more of a pinpoint defenseman? I mean, I know you want to talk about, you know, what did you say, Pete? You want to talk about Roman Yossi being the most, the highest scoring fucking predator ever? No, we're not going to talk about that. That was Craig's big topic today. Well, Craig's writing down something. I want to hear ribs. He's got, (laughs) you can see, I know, I know. No, I'm I'm, I'm writing down the five guys that that I would love to watch. Okay, these are five guys. I think you guys will all agree with all five because they're just no-brainers. Oh, when you look at them, you know, Tage Thompson, for me, I'm not kidding when I say this. And it's not because I'm, I am I live in Buffalo. I think Tage Thompson could names. be... Tage Thompson could be the most interesting player because he has gone from scoring eight goals a year two years ago yes. 
we, being basically unstoppable in games right now. We have we have established that. Who are your top five? McDavid is a no-brainer. Okay. He That's is two. just completely on a different level of play. Um, Sid, um, uh, Sidney Crosby, to this day at age 35 years old, I find him captivating. And his sidekick number 1B or 1A, whatever you want to talk about, Ovechkin. Like watching the Washington Capitals, I don't want to watch Washington, but I will watch Washington because of Ovechkin is on the ice and I want to see if he scores. I will watch the whole game to see if he just scores. That's it. The last when's, time, when's the last time you watched excited. a whole game of the Capitals? You watched the highlights the next day. I, I but there's certain teams that I watch more. And I want to add my last guy. And and this is an absolute no-brainer. You guys talk about Kale McCarr watched him the other night and he is just absolutely ridiculous as a defenseman but nate mckinnon is the most exciting player on that team the way he explodes with the puck once he receives that puck in his own zone and goes up the ice there's not there's not three or four players in the league that you can say can skate faster with the puck than he does. And he's captivating. I love the way he plays, not only offense you know, and puts up. You know, Riv, you know what's you know really interesting about what you're saying is no, I don't think anybody on the ice goes as fast as he goes to a complete change of direction stop to the other direction faster than McDavid, which means the power, right? And he exhilarates yep. so much power. And I'm, and and his his spinning ability, the way he spins, but I don't think anybody laterally does anything. Nobody better laterally than McKinnon. I t- yeah. so he would be he. So I would be Tage. I would be McKinnon. I would be. Uh, I would obviously McDavid. I would put uh, Kaprizov. And you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Pasternak. I was you, just you, gonna it, say that Jr. I was gonna let, like give some yeah. love to him. You have to, man. This guy is so much fun to watch and he scores goals and he's passionate and you can see he loves the game and he's, he scores goals on all, all, all ways. Obviously he's got a good, a good, um, a good cast around him, but God damn it. Is he fun to watch? Well, what so I love I'm, about him is like the deception he can have, whether he's shooting, he sets up for a shot and then all of a sudden he can make that pass and everybody in the building thinks he's, he's shooting. Like it's just mm-hmm. Like that's where I think he's dynamite. Dynamite. I was going to give well, some love to a former again. It, you say Pasternak. I think it's really difficult to sit there and say who are your top five guys to watch: Thompson, David, Crosby, Vetchkin, McKinnon. For me, I I tend to want to watch teams. Now we left out like Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner. When these guys are on, are the most two of the most captivating guys that you can play against. When you watch Boston, you can say Pasternak, but when you got that little rat weasel skating around Marchand, who's doing his thing, he is absolutely off the chart with Bergeron. And then you, then we haven't even talked about Tampa Bay who Tampa Bay still to this day, after winning two Stanley cups still has Kucherov, Stamkos point, you know, Hedman they're, they're loaded. They're exciting teams. You know, um, and I think that there's, there's starting to be right now, the change of the guard We used to love to watch Pittsburgh with Crosby and Malkin and, and all of their top players. 
And we're starting to move ourselves away from the Ovechkin Crosby and into some of these new teams. Um, I was watching highlights of, of New Jersey the other night. I mean, like Hughes, he is, he's pretty fantastic. I mean, they've got a lot of young players and it seems to be right now. There's starting to be a little bit of a change of the guard with some of these, you know, teams that have sucked for a long time. Right. Finally. That's good. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. There's no question about it. We need, we need that in the game. There's no question because the game, the game is, is boring as shit at times. And, and I think it's, it's, mostly the national hockey league's fault because they don't allow these guys to have any kind of real personalities that they can show. It's just what they can do on the ice. Because I think everybody on this, on on this podcast will agree the talent level that they are today is absolutely off the chart. Spectacular in comparison to, I mean, I, I was talking about, I was talking about um, the, the early 90s and late 80s when I started and Greg Millen was doing the Calgary game the other day and I remember I said that he used to be my goaltender in Chicago and I remember Greg Millen would not even he would not even go down on the ice to make a save because he had to pick himself back up it was like <laughs> kick out here kick out here hit the stick here literally they would not want to go on the ice for just the overall how hard it was to pick themselves back up off the ice, let alone do, you know, the butterfly that was instituted, you know, by Wah and, and Brodor and all that stuff. But right along the, yeah, ice, the corner. Sure. Fake slapper, <laughs> move to the yeah. left, five hole. Yeah. It, was right, it, hey, it was right along the ice and Greg Millen tried to go like this with his hand and grab it with his hand. <laughs> For Can sure. I give a shout out? To uh, a guy, when we're talking about all these skilled guys, right? All these guys that are are just captivating every single night for their teams. But new I, shirt, man, captivating. That's the next one. Yeah, there you go. So this guy was traded. Surprising trade goes to a team that was struggling. Okay, this guy shows up. He is not a marquee guy on the team. He's a role player. The team right now in 13 games that this player has been there, they're 10 and three. So this guy has brought a tremendous amount. Do you know who the guy is? Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves. It's your boy, Vanner. This guy, listen, I mean, Minnesota was struggling tremendously at the start of the year. And I'm not saying that Ryan Reeves is the reason why they've all of a sudden pulled their head out in Minnesota, but he has certainly brought some sort of energy or something to the team. How about accountability? How about accountability in the locker? Maybe, maybe I, I, I don't know. I, cause I don't know Ryan Reeves. I don't know what's going on in that team because I think that they have uh, a lot of really good players. I think Vanner, you could probably say, tell us more about what was happening in Minnesota. But, you know, I was surprised when Ryan Reeves did get moved to Minnesota because they already had some toughness on that team. And to go and pick up another guy, you raise an eyebrow, but they've really, really played some really good hockey since he showed up there. Yeah, I think. And then I think JR can probably speak to it more because he knows uh, Billy Guerin. And I think that's the type of game that he likes. He likes still having tough guys around. He's got Felino, he's got Middleton. And he brought in Reeves because 
he brings energy. He makes the team, makes everyone a little bit tougher. And I think Garen still values that a lot, which a lot of GMs don't. So I think uh, well, it also well, allows I, 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 a guy like Marcus Foligno and Jordan Greenway to not have to worry about that shit and go play hockey, exactly. go play a physical brand of hockey and not have mm-hmm. to worry about cleaning up what they create. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give my, what I, what I see is Ryan Reeves. Cause I do not know him at all. I've met him one time, but, and you guys tell me if you think I'm wrong or you agree with me, but when you see Ryan Reeves, whether he's, in warmups, um, he's in interviews. He's on the ice. He always seems to be enjoying himself. He's happy. He's got a great personality. He's even when he's try even when he's trying to beat the hell out of somebody, he's doing it with a with a happy smile on his face. Like this, he loves he loves what he does. And I think he's he, he feels very fortunate, and I think he um, respects and loves the fact that he's playing in the National Hockey League. And I think. When he's in that locker room, do you not see Ryan Reeves being like the the guy who keeps everything loose, the guy who keeps guys laughing, but then again will will, will be the guy that makes people accountable? I think he brings in a whole different kind of mentality into a locker room. And what you said too, Petey, is really important, allows the guys that might be looked at to be tougher, not they don't have to do that and change their game. Uh, I think he's a very valuable person to have on, on a team, even though he's not the guy that's going to be on the ice a lot. And that's uh, how I see it. Well, I think, JR, you need those type of guys in the room, right? Like the mundane part of the season, and you're just – not that you lose appreciation for where you are, but like you get caught up in the stress of it. You get caught up in the pressure of it. You get caught up in the – it's another Tuesday sure. night or a Thursday night. You need guys that can keep it loose – you need guys that can take it seriously when it needs to be. And you need guys that appreciate what you're doing at the time. Like 100%. you're in the NHL, you're playing a game and you're getting paid handsomely for it. But like all parts of that need to be pulled out at certain points of the season, right? Like you need the guy that's going to have yeah. some fun and loosen things up. You need the guy that can squeeze guys and keep them accountable. And if that's the type of guy he is in the yeah. room, that's perfect yeah. for them. It's a great point because listen, when especially in this time of the year, right, right after Thanksgiving, right after Christmas, right after New Year's, and you start getting into those games forty to sixty, and we go to the rink every single day. And if it's no fun to come to that rink and it's stale, it's like you don't want to go there. You're, you're, it's, it's going to, it's going to show in, in, in your practice. It's going to show in your attitude. It's going to show in your work ethic. It's going to show in a lot of things. And I think some of these teams, like Riv, when we were in San Jose. How fun was it going to that rink, knowing the personalities that were in that locker room, the laughs that were going to be in there? It it was like I couldn't wait to get to the locker room in San Jose, and a lot was because of guys like Jumbo, like yourself, um, you know, like they Brownie, are, like, yeah, like it came from a team in Montreal that was so, and I loved playing for Montreal. I absolutely loved it. But the team was so broken. Okay. What do I mean by that? When I came to um when I came to San Jose and guys would go out for for dinners, you you'll remember this, JR. We would all get a call. It would be about three o'clock in the afternoon. We had already practiced uh, that day. Um, some guys went to the mall, some guys just did other things, and there would be a, a massive text that would go out. Who's in for dinner? We just need yep. a number. 
And it would be like within five minutes, it would be in, 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 in. And I'm like reading this. I've never seen anything like this because I would go to dinner with Sheldon Surrey and Saka Goivu, right? I mean, and I'm looking at the guys going to dinner. We had 18 guys going to dinner. Every night, every every night. Every single solitary road trip. The only time a guy wouldn't be there is unless he had family in town or something like that. But I've never been on a team that was so close, so much fun. Every trip, team dinners. It was unbelievable. And that's, I think that's, that's why we had the best team in the league those two years. I mean, we were the best team in the league for a lot of reasons, but, uh, it's, I don't, I wonder what it's like today. I, I don't know if any of you guys know how it is today, but I, I just don't see everybody doing that. Every, there's so many distractions. These that days might explain between. Boston's success. They have a lot of veteran guys that have been around for a while that maybe they are, maybe they're, well, you still... can see, you can see Marshawn. I can see Marshawn and, and, um, and Bergeron, Bergeron being, and being, I can speak to it personally with those guys going there my last year. Like, That's right. You played. They were, they were great. Unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, and I was living there. Family was here. Like, that's like what it is, right? Like that text gets sent out. It's a big group of guys. You're going to dinner. Like it's, it's that's a, awesome. It's a really good group there. And that's why they've, people have talked about it for years and how good that room is. There's a reason why, you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't just yeah. happen. Like you got to put the work in. It's, you know, you got to be but together. You got to on Boston geo is the guy that not organized, but takes care of oh, the text Ber- chain and, and, Ber- and- Bergie is at the top of that, right? Like Marshy's great. Like I hated that guy before I went there. He was the rival when I was in Montreal, couldn't stand him, wanted to fight him every night, you know, but like you get in that room, like he's, he's really, really good. He's a great teammate, good friend. Like he's, he's dialed in, and a lot of that how comes Char, from. What, how was Char? How was Char on that scale when he was there? He was great. He was awesome. Like he was, you know, he's he's definitely more serious, right? Like he he's at the end, he's taking it seriously, he's taking his body seriously, um, but very welcoming, keeping guys accountable. Um, but Bergy was. What do you huge. mean by I thought, that? I want to know. I want to know in the dressing room during a game second period who's the guys in that room that are really stepping up and making making you know keeping the guys accountable well i mean burge for sure char would just give you a stare down or he would say stuff but burge was a guy that stepped up a lot for sure mm, amazing what so about Krejci? uh he's, Cre- he's like that hidden gem that always was kind of behind Bergeron but when you look at the point totals and the yeah. success that he had and he plays as much as he produced really solid I, think, I, I, I see play him being defense as, too I, I would see him being unassuming in the locker room like 100% on the ice. I was just going to say that that's okay. exactly what he was what he is on the ice is what he was off the ice quiet spoken just I don't want to say hang in the background but just be a part of the group but he doesn't have to be the upfront leader part of it he's just like hey i'm here and i'm don't worry about me i'll be yep, there don't exactly worry about me, i'll yep, be there yep so awesome. so tell me this guys before um before we sign off here for the holidays give me your east champ west champ at the christmas break here 
Jared, I'll start with you. Well, I, I mean, I mean, you can't the East East. The Boston's the best team in the league without without even a shadow of a doubt. I think if there's a team that can beat them, I, I think Carolina is the team that could could frustrate them down the down the stretch. I mean, I've been impressed with New Jersey, but I don't I, I don't think New Jersey would beat Boston. And I, and for some reason, I think uh, Vegas is is the best team in in the West, even though they had a a, a slippery slippery uh road here recently they're starting to pick it up again i think vegas is the is by far the best team in the west so i could see vegas or dallas coming out of the west anyone know what's wrong with jack before we move on to to you guys to anyone know what's up with eichel no lower body is that what it was reported yeah lower body uh geo what about you uh i mean it's hard to argue the east like uh jr said right like boston's just been dominant I think Toronto could give them a run if they can kind of get their shit together come playoff time, right? Like, I think they have that big mental hurdle they got to get over um, come playoff time. So where Boston is a little more proven that way. So it's going to be hard to knock Boston off. Um, I do agree that Carolina could frustrate a lot of the teams there, but they're not as dynamic as every. As I think Boston they're going to make a big. I think they're going to make a big trade. I think they're going to make a trade at the deadline to to strengthen their team. Them in Jersey, you watch. Yeah. Um, Patrick, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't there. I wouldn't write off Colorado. You know, like it's they're they're struggling a bit in the sense that they're not injuries. Yeah, I think they get guys there, and they've had the experience. They got guys that can do it. I I wouldn't. They they can surprise some teams coming out of that West. Thomas, uh, I got Tampa in the East mainly because to me they still got the best goaltender in the game in Vasilevsky, and in the West I like the Dallas Stars. I think they have a young goalie who's a stud, Nodger. He's shown in the playoffs last year against Calgary that he's not afraid of the big stage, and. Those are the two teams. I think they're both hungry. They haven't been there. And that's what I like. Is that I would dark horse St. Louis in there too. The run that they've been on, if they can keep that pace. They're I no stranger write, to I wouldn't write them off. Push. I wouldn't write them off is all I'm saying. You want to talk, you want to talk about a run? You, you want to talk about a run, Gio? You had the Pittsburgh Penguins lost, what, eight games in a row? And they're still right near the top of the East, which is yeah. pretty sick. Sorry, Petey. I know you probably wanted to say Pittsburgh. I stole your thunder. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you know, here's something I don't say very often. Fuck you, JR. Like, you know, I don't oh, think Pittsburgh has it. I think age is going to catch up to him. I just think it's amazing what Crosby's doing. That's all. Leave me alone. That's about Crosby. It's not Pittsburgh. No, I will never leave you. I will never leave you alone. I will it's, never it's leave you alone. I will never thing. leave you alone. I will never leave you alone. It is very, it's a lot of fun to pick at you, Petey. It's a lot of fun. And it's easy. <laughs> And it's easy. Uh, it's easy. Well, that's not a good thing. That's not a compliment, actually. Well, if, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Am I easy to pick at? Oh, my God. I might be the easiest fucking person to pick at on, on the history of hockey. But you know what, I though? Mean, I leave myself open on purpose so you guys can have a good time. That's what I do. Oh, thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for I that. wish the audience you're, could you're see such Riz a team right guy. now, too. You're such a team guy. <laughs> Man, uh, is that a Seattle hat? Riff's Riff still... No, yeah, like Riz, right. Riz was dialed into his computer screen, like trying to do the research for when we ask him who his top teams are here. 
Oh, it's going to be a 15 minute. Well, you guys may <laughs> not at, like look at uh, how serious he is. You guys may not like this, but um, you know, you had one pick Boston, you had Carolina and a Pittsburgh, right? I'm going to tell you this. I picked this Tampa. team is this team right, right now the- has been one of the best teams in the league and that's Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, I think sometimes when you fail enough and you have younger elite players, I think at some point something's got to break. And right now, Toronto has solidified their goaltending. I think that they have the same high-end elite players. And Toronto right now has only lost seven games this year. Seven. They have one of the best goals against average in the league at 79 goals against, which is truly amazing, okay? Because Toronto's not known for their defensive play. But guess what? They're defending and they're winning a lot of games. I think Toronto coming out of, of out of the East is a very, very realistic possibility. I think if they make one or two moves to solidify the team and get the right pieces and they roll, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of steam that could uh, go with Toronto. So I like Toronto. I agree with you if they get a buy in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd have to play Boston or Tampa. I mean, yeah. no, 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 no. It's not. They're they're not playing Boston. They're going to be. They're going to be. They're going to play. Tampa Bay, right? It's. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie before. It's awesome. Oh yeah. man, oh, I think and, this is the year for the West. <laughs> and the West. Uh, in the well, West, so you, I'm going to tell you. you, you I pretty, talked you, to you a, pretty much. You pretty much told Vanny to go fuck himself that his Tampa Bay sucked because Toronto's going to beat him in the first round. But that's okay. Go ahead. Well, Who's you, in the West? You got two monsters, right? And one of them has to lose. And it just seems like the it's been overwhelming Tampa Bay for the last number of years. I think this is the year that Toronto basically breaks out. And if they win that first round matchup, they can fucking beat any team in the league. And that's that's the West. Now, this is this is my if we're talking about a Stanley Cup coming out of the uh, coming out of the West. I'm telling you this. I think Minnesota is an extremely dangerous hockey team. They're, they're a dangerous hockey. Now, are they at the point right now of, of getting it done and being that team? I think they need a little bit of help. I think they have some high-end hockey players that are playing very well. Um, I think they're going to need a little bit of help at the trade deadline to put them over the top to being extremely uh, competitive. Okay. I'm going Rangers from the East, Dallas from the West. I'm not sleeping on the Rangers just yet. They got your goalie there, Riv Shashurkin. Gentlemen, thank you. Hey, by the way, before we go, um, I want to thank uh, thank the show. I have had numerous, numerous of Facebook posts and uh, um, Instagram uh, say talking about my whiskey and how good it is. And thanks to uh, After the Whistle podcast for finding out about it so thanks to our our my great friends here uh we are i am selling whiskey like like gangbusters because of the show so when are you guys gonna sell to minnesota i tried buying it and it won't ship yeah here. no it's minnesota um they want to control everything and, and alcohol is one of them we yep. just got we just got approval to send to michigan which we wouldn't couldn't before and to massachusetts where we couldn't before so maybe Minnesota will be next. And as soon as it does, 
I am sending you a bottle, Manny, and just uh, thanking you for for all the support for it. Awesome. Love it. Thank you, gentlemen. Sorry. Merry Christmas. I love you guys. I love the show. It's it's what? Exceptionally Ex- well, boys. It went exceptionally well. <laughs> went exceptionally went well. Exceptionally well. And we thank you guys all very much for yeah. for coming on with us weekly and and helping create the following that we have because our listeners, we get our, our tweets and emails and DMs and they love when you guys are on. So we greatly appreciate it. We love you guys too. So Merry Christmas. Vanner, thanks for putting this together. Merry Making Christmas. All possible. Great. Very generous of you. Happy holidays, boys. Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Happy See holidays. You boys. Enjoy you yourself. Well. Stay safe, boys. And uh, we'll uh, we'll chat soon over Christmas. Hey, Riv, get on the road. Go pick up your daughter. Stop being a cheapskate. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator 76 you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.